welcome Hello. to the Fertility Institute of Hawaii. Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm Dr. Kermel. This is Dr. Fratarelli. And then today we just wanted to talk about a few things, um, mainly about telehealth and what we're doing now with the COVID pandemic, um, different ways we're able to connect with people while keeping people as safe as possible, um, as well as general procedures and kind of some of our office flow. Um, for those of you who are um, going to be signing in or who are signed in right now live, um, please feel free to ask questions. We can help answer some of your questions. Um, and otherwise, we'll kind of just go through what it's like to be a patient here, uh, whether you're an established patient or a new one. Yeah, it's a little different th these days because, you know, we're doing a lot of telemedicine rather than seeing patients, you know, in the office face-to-face. But a lot of the things that we will do initially for patients is talking and educating. Mm -hmm. And we can do that on the phone and we can do that by telemedicine very easily. And, and so the, the first visit is really more of a, an educational piece for patients, uh, getting history from the patient um, and the partner and trying to figure out what might be the issue and then coming up with kind of a plan of attack and what tests need to be done um, and, and how to go about doing that in, in today's environment. Um, so we have a few different options for telehealth for our patients. Um, we are currently using um, the Hilo app, um, which kind of goes directly through our electronic medical record at this time. And within that, there are even a few options within that. So essentially, when a patient calls to make an appointment, whether you're a new patient or an established patient, um, we will go through the steps of what you need to do to download the Hilo app. Um, you'll then receive a confirmation email. You'll be able to open your app at your appointment time, and it's going to directly link you via video, um, either to myself or Dr. Fratarelli or one of our um, providers, either our nurse practitioners or our physician assistant, to get kind of an initial intake. Um, right now, those appointments are covered by insurance, uh, most insurance plans, um, and hopefully that will continue. Um, you know, it's unclear right now whether or not um, uh, how things will go after the pandemic. Hopefully there is an after the pandemic, um, but assuming that there is, um, you know, I'm not sure uh, how things are going to go with, with telehealth. But certainly for now, um, those visits are covered. And in fact, um, some of the insurance companies have even waived copayments um, for, those, for those visits as well. Um, there is also the option at this time to use Facebook and Skype and other video conferencing type softwares. Um, those are not quite as secure as you might imagine. Um, however, the, uh, right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of the laws surrounding uh, that particular type of privacy, um, that has been waived. And so again, for now, um, those, are, those are legal and uh, reasonable ways for us to communicate with you guys. Um, you know, hopefully when things get back to normal a little bit, um, we won't really be needing to use, you know, Facebook and Skype and we'll be able to either use our uh, secure telehealth or, or see you guys in person. I guess, you know, what, one thing to comment about the, the telehealth is sometimes it can be a little bit challenging for, for us and for patients to log in. I think one of the things you have to realize is that when you log in, and then you're waiting for us to join, it's kind of like you being in the waiting room and waiting for us to come get you and bring you to our office. And so, so yeah, you have to just sit there and wait 
sometimes for a minute, sometimes for two minutes. I, unfortunately, I had a patient today who had to wait 15 minutes because I had a, an urgent phone call I had to take take care of. But usually it's just a you know two or three, four or five minutes that, that you have to wait that um, in that kind of waiting area where you're waiting for us to connect. Um, but we will then connect. Sometimes what I find is that I can't find, see the patient has connected. And so after about five minutes, you know, so appointments at nine and nine oh five, she saw hasn't connected, then I'll call. And, and oftentimes what I'm finding is that that you know they didn't the person didn't actually go into the waiting room. They, she she kind of started the connection but didn't all didn't finish it. So I kind of walk her through it. Um, it the so it is a little confusing sometimes. I think one of the things is there's always these kind of obnoxious buttons. And so if you see a obnoxious button, you probably have to push it. So it says start or join or whatever. You typically you just have to push that and, and then wait. And I think sometimes what happens is people don't actually push that button and usually they push that button and we get to see them. Um, one of the things about this, the telehealth is it makes it that in the future is going to make it hopefully if we're able to keep doing it, it will be very nice is for our neighbor island patients um, and our patients uh, that, that are elsewhere. So, you know, we do go to um, Kilo once a month. We go to Kona once a month. Um, and we go to Maui twice a month right now. So typically every other, every Friday, either Dr. Carmona or myself or off-island seeing patients. Uh, and what this will allow if we're able to continue doing telemedicine is it'll at least allow that the new patient visit to be done at any time with, with that's convenient for patients and not for them to have to come, not for you have to come in on a Friday. Uh, and for us to kind of get the initial workup done quicker rather than waiting for us to come over. It also will allow us to then do the follow-up visit once you have all the evaluation done to kind of talk about treatment ahead of time, rather than again waiting till we're able to come over to to your island. Uh, so, so again, hopefully the insurances will continue to allow this because I think it really is is the the future, uh, and and what we'll have to see. Um, one of the things that a few patients have asked, especially my established patients, um, they'll say, uh, well, you know, I know what Dr. Carmel looks like. Can we just do a phone call? Like this, like app thing is, really, you know, can can get. Uh, in the way or but um, uh, so unfortunately the phone calls are not covered by insurance of course we can always speak by phone if there are you know quick things or you know whatever it is quick questions and just like I, I always call my patients and I continue to do so and I'm sure I know that uh, John does the same um, but in terms of consultations and insurance coverage for those consultations the insurance companies the majority of them at least are requiring um, some type of video conferencing, uh, which is why we're offering all of all of these various types of options for patients. And one of the things with, with you know, it's very easy to talk to the patient over the phone, but, but there are sometimes really you need to kind of see the face because some of the information that we're giving sometimes can be confusing. It brings up a lot of emotions. It can be confusing. It can be disappointing. Uh, and it's really, you know, being able to kind of see how that person is reacting to what we're saying um, is, at least for me, is very useful to then kind of tailor what I'm saying to them for the rest of the conversation. Because um, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll look and I'll realize that maybe they're not quite understanding exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. And so I'll have to kind of explain it a little bit, a little bit differently or a little bit better. So seeing the person is, um, is, really, is really important. Now, if we're just given a lab value or something like that, that can be done over the phone very easily without seeing them. But, but a lot of things that we're doing really explain the techniques and, the, and the, someone doesn't, doesn't understand what happened with the embryos or how things go with genetics and stuff. It's really important to be able to see them. Right. 
Yeah, so um, I think it would be helpful, and of course, if you guys have um, questions, please feel free to, to write in, we'll, we'll stop and answer them. Um, but I think it would be helpful just to go through typical initial visits um, and, and how, how everything would go with, with telehealth and without it, some of the benefits um, and the drawbacks of, of the telehealth process. So um, our, the initial visit, again, when you call in or, um, or you can schedule an appointment, you can also contact us via um, our portal. You can um, contact us through our contact page, through our website. So there's a few different ways that you can reach out to us. Um, once you get that appointment scheduled and we give you all the information about your telehealth visit, um, you'll get kind of an initial um, intake with one of our um, providers. So that's either going to be our physician assistant or one of our nurse practitioners. Um, and they're really there to get a complete history, really to supplement um, the care that we're, we're giving you. So your initial appointments with them, um, they're going to go through, you know, detail by detail, any um, previous treatments that you've done, you know, your um, gynecologic history, medical history, anything really that would be relevant. And then they're going to start giving you some basic information about fertility testing um, and that sort of thing. Once they've kind of gathered all that information, um, you also have uh, an appointment with um, with one of with one of us, um, and uh, and then what we do is kind of go through um, go through your history and start the process of uh, talking to you about which types of fertility testing you need. Okay, now obviously um, that fertility testing is going to be um, going to be personalized for you, and, and that's going to depend on your history and what you tell us. Um, and the majority of that testing is going to need to be done in person. Um, and so some of that is going to be blood work that oftentimes is required to be done at a particular time of your menstrual cycle, um, as well as some procedures to look at your uterus. So the usual next step is for you to then um, call us with another period. Um, just a quick overview about this kind of testing that I'm talking about for some of you who may be curious as to what that is. We sort of want to test all aspects of the reproductive system. Um, and so that's going to include ovarian function. We do that with blood work. We do that with ultrasound. That's going to include um, the endocrine function. That's your hormone levels, looking at uh, your thyroid, as well as some other hormones, which may impact your fertility. Um, and that's done through blood work. Uh, that'll include your testing your fallopian tubes as well as your uterus. Um, and, um, and of course, let's not forget semen analysis, which is also a slightly important part, um, as, as, I, as John always says, uh, of, of the fertility evaluation. Um, so anyway, once we discuss all of that in that initial telehealth visit, your next step is to call. Um, Usually at that point, we'll schedule you for a saline ultrasound. If that hasn't been done, that's to evaluate the inside line of the uterus, and that's done in person. We'll try to get evaluation for your fallopian tubes. Um, and that, you know, right now, I think the hospital's just started. So Castle Hospital, we just called Castle. They, they're starting to do it right now. Queens is not available yet. We're, we're, so we're, we are following up to see who's available um, to start doing HSUs for us, yes. Um, and then uh, once we kind of do that testing, blood work, we can do in our office or clinical labs. Um, once we kind of, and semen analysis also um, can be done, can be done in our office. Uh, once all that is done, we schedule another telehealth visit. Um, 
and go over all the results and what to do next. One thing I do want to point out, another question, I feel like I'm dominating here, I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> what a, sorry. So um, one of the other uh, uh, questions that some patients have asked is, well, why can't we just do the visits in person if I'm coming in in person and doing all these tests and, and all the, these kinds of things? Um, and uh, while I understand where they're coming from, of course, COVID, you're much more likely to um, transmit COVID or be infected by COVID with kind of prolonged um, prolonged contact. Uh, these procedures typically are very quick, wearing masks um, and things like that. Um, but the office visits are long. You're, you, you would, in, in the in-person visits, you're kind of in a, a closed room with your physician, your provider, um, and so, and they're long visits. So that's much, much higher risk. And that's why we feel at this time, it's really much safer um, to do those via telehealth. The procedures, you know, they cannot be done by telehealth, but they're also very short, um, and we're really able to, um, to limit the risk for infection by taking precautions when we're doing these types of short procedures. Hmm. So what did you leave me to do? Uh, Sorry, I, did, so, I said everything. So, so but I, get, I think just just to clarify uh, one, one thing. So when Dr. Carmel was talking about, you'll see uh, our nurse practitioner or our PA initially and then see us. It's really the same, it's in the same appointment. Uh, so it's basically them just collecting information um, and, and getting kind of giving a synopsis together and then we're able to talk to you about what the findings we think we have. You know, if it's polycystic ovarian syndrome, you're not ovulating, there's a tubal issue, there's sperm issue, whatever whatever the obvious issue is. But then also talk to you, like Dr. Kamala said, about the basic evaluation that, that needs to take place. Basically, we need egg, we need sperm, we need tubes, we need uterus, and we need everything to happen at the right time in the right place. And so that's what we have to kind of look at um, to make sure that when we go and have your discuss options visit, that we know that, you know, even though we knew coming in that your, you know, you had a tubal issue, we still have to make sure that whatever treatment we're going to do, which typically would be IVF if it's a tubal issue, we have to know what your hormone levels are like, your ovaries are like, what the uterus is. So we have to make sure that we know what your prognosis is going to be for, for pregnancy. So it's still the basic evaluation that we have to do, regardless of what you kind of present with usually. Um, and then the, as Dr. Kamal was saying about the, the contact as far as you know coming in and doing a follow-up visit in-house with us that definitely is allowed but we don't we, we prefer at this point not to do it and we have and i think most patients would prefer not to do it um the but yes also have to realize is that while, while we're doing procedures when we're doing that procedure we're seeing doing an ultrasound for you you know you know we are typically going to after the ultrasound and and talk to you uh, about what we're what we found we're not just going to do the ultrasound walk out and, and and wait for your um your follow-up visit to discuss it. You know, we're going to discuss what we see immediately. Tell you if the ovaries are okay, if there's a uterus issue, and what our what our plan and what our concern is at that point. So you're always going to get follow-up with us when you're seeing us every time. Yes, 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 you will. Um, and I think you know some of the last things that we did want to mention um, about this. So you know patients course, rightfully concerned about privacy, confidentiality. Um, we maintain the same level of privacy and confidentiality with telehealth appointments as, uh, as we do with in-person appointments, of course. Um, all medical info is directly uh, entered into records. We are not um, taking pictures or recording um, any of this. This is all just, it, it's really the same as it would be 
um, in person. So we're, we're listening, we're taking notes, um, and then that, you know, um, in written form is being entered into the, into the medical record. Yeah, you'll see us typing into the computer as we're, as we're talking to, to kind of keep track of what you're saying. Um, I think that's kind of what uh, what I wanted to review with you guys. I don't know if Dr. Federer so, so I think things. the other thing was, you know, right after the, um, the initial visit, what will happen is our, uh, the PA, nurse practitioner, will send you an email with kind of a synopsis of, of what the plan is going to be. What ultrasound, if you do a saline ultrasound and blood work and HSG and semen analysis and follow up, whatever the plan is, they'll give you a little synopsis of that. Um, and typically, what we'll also do is send you some, um, depending on what treatment or what we think might be going on, there's some uh, educational videos that we have that um, we will share with you when it's appropriate in your, in your treatment. Sometimes we don't know exactly what to share with you initially. We have to wait to your next appointment. Sometimes we know what to share with you initially, and we'll share them with you initially so that you can start watching those educational modules uh, and, and getting uh, starting the, the training and the learning initially, uh, immediately. There's also a lot of information on our website you know, for whatever diagnosis you, you, you may have. Uh, so, so we try to update our website. Uh, we basically are updating our website all the time so that it's very accurate information for you. Uh, so you can always go there for, for any information that you need. Great, cool. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, wait, we've got, we've got a question here. Um, oh, yeah, that is ah, that's an important yes. thing. Okay, so uh, somebody is asking here, when traveling from Maui, they need to have a doctor's note to show the airport when arriving. So. Um, so first of all, this is kind of a new development that, that we will mention. Um, patients traveling from neighbor islands in particular um, are now um, not required to quarantine for 14 days um, if, uh, if they're traveling for the purpose of medical therapy, which of course this is considered medical treatment. Um, so now you are able to come and uh, and and see us without, without without quarantining at home. That's different for mainland and international. Okay. Do you need a doctor's note? Um, I don't know, but we're going to go ahead and give you one. Uh, we're going to give you a doctor's note, and um, hopefully that's that won't create um, any issues since they particular they do say that you're 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 allowed to come here for elective therapy. Right, and, th and that just happened as of this weekend when Governor Ega yeah, on Saturday made that proclamation. So we do have, a, as Dr. Kamala said, we do have a letter. So as soon as you make that appointment, we'll send you a letter saying that you're going to be coming over to our office on such and such day. Uh, and then you just show up to the airport with that letter. You still have to do everything that you would normally do when you, when you travel. You still have to wear a, wear a mask, and, and they're still going to screen you with temperature and everything. So you still get the, you still have all the normal screening, but you don't need to be quarantined over here for 14 days. You can come over here, come see us, do whatever we need to do, and then you can go back home. Right. Yeah. And so somebody else is asking if we're giving the medical exemptions. Um, so it's we're, we're not giving them. It's the, you know, essentially you are exempt. The governor is, right. is giving you that exemption. You just so, need the letter from us. Um, you just need the letter from us. Uh, and I think you won't have any issues. This is, by the way, brand new. So this is, I believe, um, the new proclamation this Sunday. So patients who are asking us that question, even in our last, I think, Facebook Live session, have been asking us that. Uh, we, we initially said no. Um, so this is kind of a new change. I just want to, want to specify. So for those patients where that's relevant, please do go ahead and um, contact us either through our main line or um, contact your IVF coordinators if, if you've been assigned one and we can um, get your treatment resumed or started. Okay. 
And we do have on our on our website, you know, we just updated our, our homepage you know, last night or this morning uh, so that uh, you can click on to, to go ahead and schedule a telemedicine visit or even an in-person visit if you need to. Um, but there's also, um, we've updated our, our COVID policy and um, the frequently asked questions as well. And so you can go to our website for that as well. We'll continue to update that as far as what we will be doing for patients that are coming in, in, in to see us. And I think that's the, probably the other thing we should probably talk about is when you come in to see us, what happens? And, and what are we doing here, right? Um, we are typically wearing masks. I'm trusting that Dr. Carmone is okay, so I'm yes. sitting next to her. But, but the only reason we're not wearing masks right now is because we're, we're on camera. Um, and I would be fine with wearing a mask, but Dr. Carmone likes to be, be out there and show herself. So, um, yeah, we both took our mask off just to talk here. And, and so, but in general, everyone wears masks. Um, and, and everyone social distances. Everyone, when we have our patients or our, our staff come in, immediately they can get, they get a temperature uh, taken. If it's elevated above 100, they go home. Um, they're, they're supposed to also take their temperature at home before they leave, and if it's elevated, they don't come in. Um, and we're constantly washing our hands, using hand sanitizer, uh, and, and obviously we have, in, in the waiting area, have very few patients. I shall let Dr. Carmel talk about what happens with the patients. I'll just talk about what happens with our staff. Um, but we're, we're very in tune to making sure that our staff are safe, and then we're also going to make sure that the patients are safe and make, you know, make sure that the whole, that the whole community um, is, is safe as far as uh, COVID uh, goes. I think we, we do a similar thing with our patients as well. So patients are asked to check their temperatures. Uh, you guys are asked to check your temperatures at home before coming in. Um, you guys are asked not to come in if you have um, symptoms or, or any, you know, any medical concerns. When you do come in, we check your temperature. You are asked to go home if you have a fever. Um, and we ask that all patients wear, uh, wear masks. Right now, um, you are supposed to be wearing um, some type of cloth mask uh, in public places, so we, we don't have a particular requirements for the type of mask that you have, but, but please do come in wearing one. Um, if you don't have a mask, uh, we, we can provide you with one, but you know, obviously we prefer you walking into the building with a mask on. Um, and then uh, once you're here, we ensure that um, patients are really not in the waiting room for a long period of time. So we've staggered appointments so that um, there shouldn't be too many patients who are double booked, shouldn't be too many patients in the waiting room at all. Um, patients are then brought to the exam room in a very timely fashion or, uh, you know, for if, if they need to wait. I mean, we, we try not to keep anybody waiting, but if a patient needs to wait, we prefer that they wait in their exam room rather than wait in the waiting room. Um, we also ask that partners and support members wait outside, um, other than for procedures where um, we think that the benefit would really outweigh the risks, such as um, embryo transfer. Uh, we do allow partners to be present for those, um, and you know, OB ultrasounds for pregnancy ultrasounds. Um, and of course, there could be special exceptions, things like that, um, which we can we're happy to discuss. But in general, we're really just trying to keep uh, to limit the number of people. Um, in our office at one time. I think most people want like that. Most people, most people prefer not waiting in the waiting room with a bunch of people. Um, so as our come on said, there are sometimes special circumstances where we'll allow someone to come in at, at, at a different time. Like one of the, one of the times would be also um, at the very start of the IVF visit when we're doing teaching. So we have to teach the injections. And sometimes it's better for both, if, there, if there's a partner involved, for both partners to be able to see the injection process and what we're doing. 
Um, so if they're not available, we you know we they can always video it or we can do it on, uh, by by video um, as well to, to do some teaching. Um, but again, if, if there are questions that you have, uh, you know, ask our staff, ask us. Uh, you know, the policies are the policies to make everybody safe, but sometimes they have to be bent a little bit as long as everybody's protected. Okay, the protection process is still the same. Partners are still getting their temperature taken when they come in. Everybody washes their hands as soon as they come in, things like that. So regardless if you're a partner or a patient, you get, you're undergoing the same process. Right. I think that might be all. And we don't see any other questions. So, yeah, yeah. So, thank um, you guys. Thank you so much. Please stay tuned for our future Facebook Live sessions. Uh, we're going to have a couple of them coming up. We're going to have one about um, emotional and mental health, so we're planning that um, with Hopefully with, with, with a guest, right. yeah, so, yeah, with a guest, guest speaker. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and of course, as always, if you guys have any suggestions or things that you want to hear, um, please let us know or let your IV coordinator know, or you can write in um, on, on Facebook, Instagram, let us know that, um, you know what, what you'd like to hear about. We're happy to do that. So, um, Dr. Fratarelli right. loves hearing oh, himself yes. talk, right? Thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Aloha. Bye. Thank you.